Welcome to the Real Ascent Podcast, where we intentionally use our life challenges and successes to build more impactful lives. We interview incredible guests who share their experiences to highlight the value of honest, raw conversations and deep human connection. I'm Dr. Michelle Snow, a multi-passionate entrepreneur who strives to create a life I truly love by learning from the lives of the people around me. And I want to share that journey with you to help you do the same. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Real Ascent Podcast. I honestly am sitting right now and it's really early in the morning because I couldn't sleep. So I thought I would record this podcast for you guys um, because I got a request from one of my listeners to talk about relationships and dealing with the rough spots, the ups and the downs. So I'll start off by saying I'm not a relationship expert by any means, but I have been through a lot of different experiences when it comes to relationships. So I definitely have some things to share that have helped me along the way and that I've learned along the way. To begin though, it's important to remember that Every relationship is unique. So even things that have worked and not worked for me will be different for you, for you in your relationship. But it's always good to learn from each other, right? So let's jump in on that note. And I first want to give you a little bit of a background of my relationship um, so you can get a tiny piece of where I'm coming from and what my experience has been. So I started dating my boyfriend our freshman year of college. We were babies back then. It's kind of crazy to think back. Our little teenage selves and starting off having so many new experiences in college. Um, we met in the dorms. We lived in the same dorm building. And it was a cool time because we got to spend a lot of time together um, we got to know each other very quickly on a deep level because we're just so immersed into the college culture and life and, you know, we were there living in the same area and pretty much ate most of our meals together and so uh, we got to talk a lot and experience a lot of things together. But after our initial two years of dating in college, um, we dated on and off after that for about six years or so. Mostly it was on and off because we were long distance and that was really challenging to do. So I moved, I finished my undergrad um, in three years and moved away to go to chiropractic school and do my doctorate. So I was away first, and my boyfriend, Sean, was um, living back home, finishing his undergrad degree. And then after he finished, since then, he has moved all around the world for different contracts for work. So during that time, you know, we were always living in different cities, different states, uh, even different countries, and that was challenging to deal with, um, not only the normal like day-to-day -day interactions and communication, 
Um, but adding the time differences to that uh, was a crazy challenge to deal with. And it wasn't very healthy for us to do um, in certain seasons of our lives because I was really busy and stressed with school and he was moving around the world. So there were times during those years that we didn't date. Um, we still kept in close contact or knew that each other supported one another, but um, we dated other people during that time and multiple points during those years. But we grew a lot together um, overall, I would say, the times we were dating and the times we weren't. We grew so much as individuals and together. It's crazy to think back on just us when we first met in our teenage years and everything we've been through since then. Um, it has been a crazy, crazy roller coaster. But I wouldn't change it for the world because it's taught us so many different things and aspects of ourselves that have helped us in so many ways in our lives. So with that little background, um, that's a tiny snippet of our, our story together um, and my story uh, in the relationship realm. But I want to jump into some things that I've learned. So I'm basically going to talk about um, in three different sections, things that are that I have found to be helpful for me in creating time for myself, time together in a relationship, and some cool resources that have been really helpful for me and for us along the way. Let's start off with time for yourself. This is a vital aspect of a relationship because if you don't have time to yourself or just a relationship with yourself, it's very difficult to truly have a healthy relationship with somebody else. So sometimes you just have to give each other time and space in a relationship. If you're going through a rough patch, sometimes you just need to create that space for each other. And also because, you know, especially right now in time where a lot of us are quarantined at home or, um, you know, just suggested to stay at home and social distancing. We, if you live with your significant other, you are together all the time. And if you live in a small space, it's hard to not be on top of each other when you're trying to go about your day to day, not to mention just the stress of this whole situation in our world right now. Um, but in general, you want to create that space for yourself because when you guys have time apart, you allow for the opportunity of your significant other to miss you. And that's something that's very important because it's during those times that they're reminded of why they miss you, why they love you, and the things that you do for each other on a day-to-day -day basis that when you don't slow down or give yourself that space and time to separate from each other, spending time apart at all, uh, it can kind of get lost in just the normal day-to-day -day routine of it. So the things that may have started out as little actions of love and um, favors for one another, they just kind of grow into a mundane routine and you forget the purpose and the intention that you started those activities, those 
little things that you would do to show each other that you love each other. So giving each other that space and time is really important. And a second aspect to that is that it also allows you as an individual to explore new hobbies on your own. It allows you to have the time and space to be creative in ways that fill your own cup. Because with any sort of relationship, whether it's romantic or family or friendships, you're not going to connect on every single level. You're not going to have the same interests all the time. And you're going to have different ways that you feel loved and appreciated. So allowing that to expand your horizons and allow you to explore new hobbies that you can do on your own. I know for Sean, a big thing is he loves to do ceramics. Um, That's something that is his happy place that he has done for several years now. And it's something that allows him to be creative and learn a new skill and have time to himself to do that and to just be in his own head in his own space. So that's something that he really enjoys. Um, For me, I really like dancing. I really like country dancing. So um, I know that that's not Sean's favorite thing to do. Uh, He'll do it with me sometimes, but it's good for me to just get out and go with friends or go out dancing sometimes with my brother when we're in town together. And that just fills me with so much joy. Now I want to jump into spending time together. This is vital in any relationship, but especially if you're going through a rough patch, this is something that's really difficult to implement, but it's very important. Scheduling intentional time together, um, like a date night or doing a fun activity where you're not talking about the issues that may be going on in your relationship, Um, just time that you can be together and tap back into those early moments in your relationship that were fun and exciting and just filled you with so much joy and butterflies, something that you can do together just to take your mind off of everything else and simply enjoy it together. Something that I really like to do occasionally is going and doing an activity like mini golf. I love mini golf because it's something you can be competitive but playful at and you're out and about and moving. So it's just a fun activity that you can just kind of escape from the rest of reality. So scheduling that intentional time and being intentional about it so that you're not talking about the issues that you may have going on in your relationship. But those things are important to talk about. So the next thing I want to talk about is scheduling intentional time to talk about those issues, to talk about the hard stuff. I have found that this is really important because it sets an intentional time boundary and creates that space for you to have those difficult conversations, which can allow you to be more emotionally available. In my experience, personally, I think about things all the time in my head. It's 
a cycling circle in there that I'm thinking about, you know, what I want to do about a certain situation, how I'm going to talk to this person or that person, um, how these different things that have happened are affecting my relationship, you name it, it's swirling around in my brain somewhere. And I'm always contemplating something in that regard. So for me, this is something that's challenging because I need to talk through issues when they come up in a relationship and feelings that I'm having because that allows me to kind of dump those things out of my brain so they stop swirling around. So implementing scheduling a time around this was a little challenging, but I realized how important it was because it was actually helpful. It allowed me to kind of put those feelings and those issues in a box that say, you know, you're not just stuffing them down, putting them in the back of the closet kind of box, putting it in the box and saying, all right, at 1130 on Saturday, we're going to go through this box and talk about it. But as of right now, I can have the mental clarity and space to get done what I need to get done because I know that that box is going to be dealt with at a scheduled time in the future. That was so freeing for me to be able to do. And for Sean, it's harder for him to open up and talk in deep detail about his emotions. And that has been something that he has had to work on over the years. But this scheduling intentional time to talk together has been helpful for him because it allows him to know, okay, for this scheduled amount of time, I'm going to open up and pour my all into it. It's going to be exhausting, but I will get through it. And I just have to be open to it for this scheduled time. It's not this dragged on occurrence or experience that you have to deal with on the daily, just going throughout the rest of your day and you don't know what you're going to expect or when Michelle is going to come up and want to talk about all these things. So in different respects, it's been super helpful for us to be able to implement this in our relationship. Something else that can be helpful is praying together. So whether you're a religious or spiritual person or not, um, creating that time to, again, be intentional with one another, to connect on that spiritual level. So I know some people who even meditate together, and this has been something that I've tried as well. It can be powerful just to know that you're quietly, calmly coming together in that space. So whether it's prayer or meditation that works for you, find that time that you can come together, intentionally spend peaceful time, and allow yourselves to be humbled by that experience, by asking for help, by inviting help and resources into your life through that time and that prayer together. The last thing I'll talk about with spending time together is that especially if you and your significant other have kids together, your relationship has to be a priority 
for your children. And some people might be like, whoa, 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 like we're the caregivers. We have to take care of our children. But think about this. If your relationship isn't a priority over everything else, even your children, if you're not pouring that time and that energy and being intentional about your relationship, you're not going to be operating on the same level. You're not going to be having an optimal relationship together, which then bleeds into everything else that you do. Your parenting. So if you aren't operating together as a unit and learning how to love each other better and making that relationship a priority, it's going to affect the lives of your children as well. It's important for them to see you loving each other and see you working hard for your relationship and making each other a priority because you are their example for their future relationships. So teach them through example. Now the last section that I want to talk about is some helpful resources that I have found along the way. I would say the biggest one being the five love languages. Reading this book or simply taking the quiz and reading an article about it, either way it can be helpful. I found the book to be very interesting and super helpful and detailed, so I would highly recommend reading that or listening to it as an audiobook. But it breaks down and helps you realize that each one of us loves and feels love in a different way. And a lot of times when you're going through a rough patch in your relationship, it can simply be a miscommunication that you're not realizing that, you know, I'm trying to love my partner by giving him gifts and because that's how I feel most loved. Or, um, you know, I, I keep telling him like I love him and I'm proud of him, but if he's not receptive to that, if he, if that's not his main love language, then in all reality, it won't mean that much to him. And the other avenues of the love languages that he really resonates with, if those cups aren't being filled, then he's not going to feel loved and vice versa. So figuring out what your love language is and what your partner's is, is very important. A simple thing that if you're not interested in reading through this whole book or your partner is just not about it at all, simply ask them, when do you feel most loved by me? This will give you a huge insight into what their love language actually is and little moments and things that happen in your lives on the day-to-day where they do actually feel loved, that you can then put a priority on and make sure that you are doing those things and checking in with your significant other, making sure that those cups are being filled, which will lift up your relationship. A cool app that I have found that helps with this is called Nudge. It gives you a way to remind you to do these little acts of love for your partner. 
So it connects in with the five love languages. So you can take the quiz through there and have it all set on there. Your partner can take the quiz and your nudge apps can be connected. And then you can set little reminders. So say your husband likes to have, um, you know, a surprise gift of a cup of coffee once a week. You can set reminders for that in your phone so that you can, you know, drop a cup of coffee off at his work on a Thursday afternoon or surprise him when he wakes up in the morning with a fresh cup of coffee. Something that fits into your life and your situation and your finances, something that is doable for you and you can remind yourself to do it with this helpful app because if you're anything like me and you have so many things going on, you don't always remember. And it's not that you don't love your significant other, but if it's not written down somewhere, it's probably not going to get done, right? So having helpful tools to remind you is amazing. And the last resource suggestion that I'll give is individual and or couples counseling is extremely powerful. This has been something that has been very helpful for my relationship with Sean. We don't go to couples counseling right now, but I see a life coach and he sees a counselor on his own and having that individual time and ability to work through our personal headspace and issues that we see and find along the way is very powerful for us to grow as individuals, which allows us to come to our relationship in a better space. It allows us to grow from there in our relationship. And there are so many options these days for counseling. There's some in person, there's some virtual, um, there's even some where you can text through it, Uh, There's so many options out there and there's a lot of free resources as well in your community. Most churches have resources for that that they can provide you with, whether it's through their church specifically or somewhere that they connect people to in the community. So that is a good resource to reach out to and just call and inquire about what services they have available. So we talked about having time to yourself, having time together, and then those few resources that I have found along the way to be helpful. Overall, I would say that something simple to do together to work through just the day-to-day and through those little rough patches, find something that you can laugh together. Laughter brings so much joy. Um, It's an awesome release of your emotions and just uplifts you in your day. You can also simply smile at each other daily. It might not always feel good and natural uh, to smile, especially if you're going through a hard time or you're really stressed or whatever it may be. But the simple act of smiling scientifically lifts up your mindset. So share that together 
in your relationship. And lastly, remember that going through ups and downs and rough spots in your relationship, it's normal. You're not alone in going through these times. Relationships are extremely difficult. But as human beings, we were created for relationships and for community. It's innate. It's built into us. We thrive when we have that situation and that community surrounding us and that support within our relationship. But everyone is human. We aren't perfect. We make mistakes along the way. Some are more painful than others, but it's normal. So stop getting down on yourself in this tough time and simply find ways that you can implement on a day-to-day basis to uplift yourself Take care of yourself and pour into your relationship in an intentional way. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you connected with it, please reach out to me and let me know or share it with a friend who may need it. Post about it on your social media and tag me in it because I would love to be able to shout you out. But if you have any other suggestions about content that you want, topics that you want me to talk about, please, please, please reach out to me. Send me a message on Instagram at snowfit.az and I would be happy to dive into that and chat more about it because I'm always here to help you to create a life that you really love and for us to learn from each other along the way. So with that, for you listening, thank you so much for investing your time with me today, for bettering yourself daily, and I'll catch you on the next episode.